this episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. up guys this is week 69 gotta love that yeah i like in the notes actually just in case uh, since y'all don't really get to see this in the notes it says tailgate talks and then a little pound sign 69 and then in little parentheses just nice (laughs) fucking children all right um so obviously this is a club red where we discuss what's going on (laughs) in the texas tech world what's going on with texas tech sports and right now that we we are uh Recovering from the hangover of the Texas Tech beating of Chris Beard and his Texas Longhorns. Gotta love it. Uh, so we're going to dive into that. I'm pretty sure that's why you're here listening to us today. But uh, before we do, make sure you follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Give us the five-star rating on both. Drop the rate, uh, review below if it is on iTunes. And um, if you want to hit us up on social media, on Twitter, we're at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram facebook and youtube and if you do swing by that youtube channel make sure you subscribe and hit that bell notification to be notified each time we go live as far as our personal accounts dustin you can find him at dustin wimmer 22 brooks at calvin b barrett me at blanco where the l is a one and uh we got uh rambling raiders here today and so uh are are y'all just at rambling raiders i kind of forget on that one Yes, we are just, just at Ramblin' Raiders. There you go. R A M B L I N R A I D E R S. So make sure to go follow them. They've been uh, one of the biggest here. friends of the show since we got started. Uh, I think returning I think guest, returning guest, and yeah. uh, sure. one of our first uh, shot bet participants. I do believe. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. One oh, of the yeah. first ones. I'd, I'd never forget that. Um, and uh, also, uh, lastly, if you have any sort of uh, thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and kick this thing off. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, so Jackson, what's up, man? Been a minute. Woo, yeah. Got the 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 chef. Uh, okay. Right. About to cook up some good takes for us. Absolutely, man. I was glad I finally uh, cooked up a good lock. I mean, it was a mortal lock. Tech, you know, Texas Tech minus four and a half at home. They've been killing it against the spread. So the chef did come through on that one. Luckily, last. There we night. go. There we go. Cooked it up. Cooked but uh. But I'm good, man. Thanks again for having me, um, you know, on, on the Tailgate Talks podcast. I always enjoy interacting with you guys. And I know it's been a minute since I've been on, but I'm really excited to break down this game, dude. What was just the perfect ending to a, yeah. a pretty wild story. Hell yeah. Um, so just to touch base, because there was another game that this quickly got overshadowed by, uh, <laughs> was uh, just the, the Mississippi State game 
Yeah, Big 12 versus SEC, kind of little weekend there. Uh, Saturday, we beat them 76-50. to 50. And, uh, I mean, cool little win. Was nice. Was good. Unranked opponent. Always good to beat the SEC and especially <coughs> Mississippi State twice in a row. You know, you gotta got to love that and letting them uh, kind of drink those tears of the loss. Um, but uh, let's go. Let, let's just kind of coach right past that. Let's be real. Let, yeah. Let, let, let's be real. We, we don't we don't really want to touch base <laughs> too much. Um, so last night uh, we had we had Dustin Wimmer and Brooks at the building uh, for the return of Chris Beard and uh, Texas Tech was hosting UT and final score 77 to 64 13 point lead. Um, you know what? A guest of honor, Jackson, what's your initial thoughts and reactions to this win? Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's, it's been a just really chaotic, you know, last 72 hours. Oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Adams said it in his presser and I kind of agree with him. I'm so happy. Like, you know, with the outcome of the game, I'm sort of glad it's over. I mean, I, I, it was definitely sensory overload. I can't even imagine. I'm, I'm look excited getting down the, the outline to get to ask you all some questions about actually being at that game. I, I, I just, I, it's hard to even put into words. Just, I mean, you could feel it through this, the TV watching at a bar. And I mean, we, the energy, even at the, the watch party we were at, I'm like, it's, it was insane. But bottom line is, uh, you know, this Texas tech team is, is better just on paper. They're better on the court. They came out, they did what they needed to do to win. And, uh, this is I, something that we talked about on the podcast actually um, earlier this week. Nick and I did is I hope Tech fans really embraced and enjoyed this moment because I honestly do not believe from a historical and from a cultural standpoint there will be a game as wild, as significant, as energized as what we saw last night. I mean, the, it, it's one of these moments in sports where the script is there, something out of a movie. It's it's. Uh, you know, it's special. And so I hope Tech fans really enjoyed it. You know, they can never – like, no one's going to be able to take that away from us. His first one was always going to be the craziest of them all, the pinnacle of it. Obviously, we're going to keep getting after Beard and, and, you know, playing them. But just uh, the perfect ending, man. I woke up this morning thinking it's back to business. This team's a Final Four caliber team. You know, UT, Chris Beard, I'm glad we kicked their ass. But, like, they're just doing what they normally do, which is underperform for where, uh, you know, they, they start the season and – you know, Beard's, uh, I won't say irrelevant to us, but it's like, all right, uh, we got that redemption, right? And now it's yeah. it's back to the office, man. This team and Mark Adams are on fire. Yeah. Oh, uh, obviously, awesome to see that. And, and yeah, very well said there. Um, there's never going to be a replication of this script is, is, is kind, of, kind of the deal there. Because, like, all the buildup, we're never going to get that first game back against Chris Beard after what he did and how he left us. And, like, you know, sitting there with my girlfriend, she could not fathom, like, why we were so lit up about our coach moving to another school. Could not fathom it. Um, So, Brooks, y'all were there. Yeah. Uh, if y'all we want to, y'all can tag team it. But, like, uh, initial thoughts and reactions. I mean, y'all were there during the win. Y'all were there during the lead. Y'all were there, you know, as, as that final – final buzzer went off uh what was your initial thoughts and reactions uh my head hurts really bad from all the yelling that i was doing and the screaming uh my head was hurting pretty good after that game but man what, what, a, what a huge win for us you know for for kirby for coach adams for everybody on the staff for all the players for this fan base like it felt 
like everything that we thought going into the season, everything we felt since hiring Mark Adams, like was validated last night. Right. Like we've got the better coach. Thanks for leaving Chris. We got the mastermind behind it. And I think Mark Adams coached circles around beard last night. I thought this team, it, like Jackson said, it's a well, a much better constructed team with a bunch of dudes out there who play hard, who are mature, who have been through the grind, who kind of know their roles and have fit into those roles perfectly. And it was just the culmination of all of that last night. And it was amazing, man. That was the, my favorite basketball experience besides like the national championship game that I've been at, you know, that the electricity in that building was insane. There was like five empty chairs in the whole arena that you could yeah. count. Like it, it was, it was nuts. And so it was everything that it lived up to be uh, everything that it was hyped up to be. I just, I want to go back <clears throat> and just relive it like over and over and over again. That's how I feel. Yeah. And that's like the best part is how crazy the crowd was. And it was 95% or more tech fans. Like you couldn't find a Texas fan in that place and yeah. all in black in there early like it was already packed probably 14,000 with 30 minutes before the game. And it's never <laughs> that, that busy that early. And uh, it carried through the whole game because with every shot and rebound and steal, like every possession, it was a loud cheer for whatever happened. You were standing up, up and down so much during this game, like way more than any other game before. But yeah, it's more of a glad it's over, but it was amazing that it happened and it went literally as, as you wanted it to, you kept them at like that eight point range, the whole game and never struggled. Like it was just a very comforting win and you just kept kicking them while they're down basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. Very tired of rewatch the game. Stayed up <laughs> night too excited about it. Like I was very anxious beforehand. Cause yeah. I was like, I know what to kind of expect, but I've never – I've been in a lot of big games because I was here for good football years, but this being in like a very compact arena, it was a very intimate type, rambunctious yeah. feeling, and it was amazing. Hell, yeah, it was. Oh, man. No, it's – I, I I can't even put it in words, man. It, it was it was the it was it, everything went perfect. Everything leading up to the game went perfect. Everything throughout the game, for the most part, went perfect. Uh, you can always nitpick, but um, Brooks kind of said it there for a second. And uh, let's let's take a look at the matchup, the coaching matchup between Adams versus Beard, right? Um, Jackson, what, what is your kind of first take and, and what is your look at the, at the coaching matchup there? How are you feeling about that? Uh, you know, I, I thought Adams did a good job of emphasizing, um, being aggressive, you know, I mean, in this game, I think they kind of knew the refs might be tight on their whistles earlier, right? They want to keep it under control. Uh, it's, it's obviously, I mean, I, I, I've heard a couple different out, you know, media experts and pundits say it, but they say that, you know, that was the craziest atmosphere purely from a like you were just saying Dustin every moment there was never a break I mean a yeah. guy could dive on the floor and and like the ball goes out of bounds and it gets text text away and everyone's like losing their mind I mean every single play was so crazy and so uh, I, I like that Adam stressed 
um, being aggressive. And I actually think UT kind of in the first half, uh, so, or they they suffered from not being more aggressive. I mean, they they get down low. They were a little timid around the rim. They kind of settled for either contested jumpers, and part of that uh, I attribute to Texas Tech's defense, or contested threes, or they just they didn't they weren't really uh, physical. They got kind of out outmatched yeah. and outmanned by us early on. I think that was a good game plan. Our defense is it's like uh, it's poetry, man. Watching it, I mean, it's so it, it really like I describe it as beautiful. It's which is like a weird thing to say in basketball, but I I mean I'm rewatching the game uh, before I hop on the podcast with y'all, and it's so incredible. It fires me up watching how hard we play D and how uh, our guys are. You know, they have the skill set, the versatility, the size, the quickness, the hands to switch out anybody, and I mean they are yeah. in your shit. At, it, nothing's easy. Nothing is easy. They had a couple like uh, transition kind of, you know, floated down court, whatever, like breakaways, uh, <laughs> snowbird kind of buckets. But um, that, that's Adams, man. That's Ad, uh, uh, just, a, again, a testament to him. You say it over and over again. He coaches defense well. We uh, got guys open that needed to be – I mean, whenever Banner, uh, O'Banner started making shots in the first half, they, they started going to him more, played the hot hand. And UT, I'll, I'll give them, you know, some credit in the sense that they they kind of tried to the second half. They they started, you know, being aggressive, battling back. But uh, Texas Tech is, is, in my opinion, just a better team. They're, they're a more dominant uh, beast this year. I mean, hell, I'm getting to the point where at full strength, I look at the 2019 team and I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. pretty close, man. I mean, this this team is really capable of some, some special things. So, um Adams did a good job. You know, Beard, uh, one note I was going to say for Beard is he looked, like, miserable. He just looked uncomfortable. Uh, shout out to Texas Tech fans. Um, it, it, it's so funny to me that I, I get the sense that he just – he expected it to be pretty uh, – you know, there, there to be a lot of animosity towards him, but I don't think he really expected it to be what it was, which it, it it's baffles me. I'm like, what, what did you think was going to happen, man? I mean, yeah. that, of course it was going to be that way. So – he looked uncomfortable. He, he looked very tired, depleted, and um, that was it. Was it was uh, a, a sight, you know, to behold for Texas oh, yeah. fans. Man, it was awesome. So, Arlie, to answer your question there of like the coaching matchup, there wasn't a matchup. Like yeah. it was all at Mark Adams from the beginning, and even with Chris Beard's little Monday night shenanigans trying to get in Adams' head and blaming him for the you know language and whatever didn't work and you could tell during the game like beard didn't know what to do no it was amazing he was just he didn't know what to do he just turned to his bench and like i don't know you get in and fix it <laughs> there is a there is a moment kind of before the game started and i think i tweeted out a video of it last night uh in the midst of our you know twitter flurry um <laughs> but <laughs> You know, you're just kind of looking at Beard, and he, like you said, he looked uncomfortable down there. He just had his hands in his pockets. He was just kind of standing there. He looked, like, shocked by the reaction. He looked like he didn't want to be there at all. And it was kind of bizarre because he's a competitor, right? That's what we've always known him as, and he's always engaged and hyped for these games. And so uh, that's what I expected from him, and and it felt pretty opposite at the beginning. It felt like he was trying to find his footing uh, on everything there early, but – yeah, I mean the matchup was dominated by by Coach Adams. I thought. I thought, you know, it's a testament to his ability to recruit these guys. That literally every single transfer we've gotten has hit, um, and each guy plays uh, really great in their role. 
the def- defense seems better on our side. I don't really know, you know, what differences Beard has than ours, but it just feels like ours is more dominant. And it feels like our offensive adjustments have meant a lot more to our success this year. Um, like, sure, we don't put up crazy scoring numbers, but like if you look at our points per possession and stuff like that, we're right up there in the top of the Big 12 this year offensively. So the things that he's done to change this team with a bunch of new guys and stuff like that, it's been so oppressive, and, and that really showed last night. Um, when you have two teams, two coaches that know each other better than the back of their hands, right? Yeah. It was going to come down to who can make the adjustments and do things on the fly, and I thought Mark Adams handled all of that. Uh, way better something something that i've kind of noticed as well is you're 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 not going to catch mark adams yelling and screaming and and like and like red-faced and but you will catch chris beard that way and that has its pluses and that has its minuses right because like you know you can see chris beard's body language when you're losing like if they're if you're winning you're behind him you're riding high like i mean we did it for years whenever he's hyped up and yelling and screaming but then whenever he's pissed off or, or down or, like, beaten, he's got that body language, too. And so, like, I mean, just purely from the sideline perspective, you can tell when your coach is, like, like believing in you or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he, he's beaten. He was already beaten walking into, well, that, walking into that stadium. It's like you – I mean, we always think back, and I think back to the games that I went to during the beard tenure where he – I mean, and obviously, like, he's not going to fire up the crowd, but, I mean, he's – like you were saying, um, Brooks, that he, he gets fired up and he, like, energizes his team. And there were some moments where they – I mean, they cut it to six or they, yeah. you know, they were kind of uh, – there was a momentum shift for him, and he still just was like – it's almost <laughs> – I don't want to say scared, but I feel like he was just kind of sad. Like, he was – yeah. You know, he just didn't have that passion that he normally has, even when they were making plays. And there were times where, I mean, I was sitting there going, damn, we really need a bucket here. You know, like they're starting to creep back a little bit. And uh, Beard never got – he never just got fiery like he normally yeah. does. He never showed that emotion. And I think for Beard, he uh, he won't admit it, but I really believe that it, it cuts him deep. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of hurt him to yeah. see – and I, I could, I mean, I understand a fan base um, that that he was so close with, that he was so tight with, that he worked so hard on to build up while he was here, and, and it's it's his own fault, obviously. I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not, I have no sympathy for him, but um, you can tell it. it I, I think it it it, uh, it upsets him to know yeah. that all these people really hate his guts, and he went from the darling to the the villain, man, mm-hmm. um, across the Big Twelve, so. Yeah, it was it was yeah. interesting to see him very and I, I have a feeling at home he's gonna be more fired up because he thinks, you know, I mean it's gonna be about fifty fifty as far as crowd goes, but uh he'll he'll feel a little more comfortable than he did last night. So Yeah, he can do the whole pump up the crowd thing there and whatnot. But yeah, I think that's a good point. I felt like his ego made him believe that he was going to get like something better in return for this. Like we were still going to appreciate him for all the stuff that he did. And then he walks in and it's just booze and hatred and FUs and all that stuff. Oh man. Yeah. But, and, and it's just, people just don't understand that it, it's not that we're not appreciative for what he did while he was here. He did, he did bring us a program and put this Texas tech team on the map. And every red Raider out there is appreciative of that. Not, not what's up for debate just to put that out there. Everybody here is. The thing is, is that it's how he left and who he left for. Oh, yeah. And that's and it. I, out, outsiders can't seem to grasp that yeah. concept. And I yeah. just – it's really not hard to figure out. I, I don't 
I, I mean, you know, they're trying to make us feel like we're the crazy ones. And I'm like, dude, he treat. I mean, he basically walked out with the middle finger up to our mm-hmm. fan base, to our donors, to Kirby Hocutt. And, uh, uh, you know, on top of that, he goes to U- University of Texas. Like, that's – Yeah. Why – why, why there... tells, yeah. tells everybody how much better that program is to go to. Yeah. And he, can, he can't win, win it here. He can win it there. And then – he walks in here last night and his team never had a chance. No. <laughs> um, so moving, moving along here a little bit, um, let, let's kind of roll through this. Dustin, uh, what was your favorite moment of this game? If you had to kind of give out, give out a gold medal, a trophy to a moment in this game, what would that be? It's too hard to pick like one, but I'm going to go, I've been thinking about it for the last, 30 minutes basically like i don't know there's this and that and like a list of like 12 different things like right off the top of my head but on the texas and the hatred type side whenever avery benson yeah that's (laughs) game we gave him as loud a boot as we gave chris beard but then he jacks up a three and completely misses it horribly And we all cheered so freaking loud at how horrible he was. Oh, it was it was an amazing sight to like make sure we're like, hey, we didn't forget, we, we didn't forget that you also yeah. and you're a garbage basketball player anyway. <laughs> I forgot about that little, that little I, I did too. There. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. No, he breaked a, a three horribly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. All right, Brooks, uh, same question. First place trophy, blue ribbon medal, blue ribbon. Who, 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 what gets that moment for you? Yeah, that was going to be mine. Really? <laughs> that every moment. Cause I, you know, I knew Beard was just doing it to give him that chance to go out and play for a little bit. He wasn't going to be a contributor. And then he does that. That was awesome. But I'll go with my next one, which was that McCuller three at the end of the half that, you know, has been circulating through Twitter all day with his little strut that he had after right into swag surfing, which we tweeted out was properly timed swag surf. Um, That moment was really cool. It was really hyped. It was really loud at that moment. And then right on top of that, you had swag surfing. So I'll go with that one. That that was pretty cool. I definitely, definitely enjoyed that one. That was, uh, I, I, I was actually scrolling through Twitter and I was like, and that was the fucking perfect swag. And then, like, literally, I think, like, a second before I finished that tweet, y- y'all had it already out. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> they're at the game, and they're on top of the tweets. Uh, Jackson, uh, if you had to pick a moment, man, uh, what would you what would you think is is yours? It's funny because we're each, like, taking ours as we go along because that was, right. was going to be mine. It was just the way I've never seen a guy, like, pimp a three like that and time it perfectly. It's like he knew they were going to call a timeout or something. Mm. Because yes. he hit it, and then he immediately started immediately. going into, like, his, like, deer bounce, like, deer strut, like, bounce. And he, he looks right at the camera. Dude, it was – Yeah. I almost Showmanship like it was, at his It was, like, rehearsed. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, he, he practiced that. Like, yeah. it, it was it was just too perfect, and he's got his tongue out. It was such a cl- – like, he's clowning them. It was so great. Uh, um, but if uh, – you know, if not that one, I would say at the end, whenever Warren got the steal and the oh, dunk yes. to really just, just put it to bed, you know – that moment to me was the – you knew it was over and it was the nail in the coffin. And uh, and we didn't really have a ton of, like, big dunks in this game. Yeah. Um, and so that was the one fast – you know, steal breakaway. Mm-hmm. And then that was the backbreaker. It was over after that. Uh, 
I mean, it was really out of probably over before that, but that was kind of the you know solidified it. Yeah. So good moment. Yeah, I liked when I rewatched the game. I liked the broadcast call of that because at the point Texas is down by ten. And like, here's a chance to cut it to double digits. And like, right after he says yeah. that, is when Warren steals it and is like, Warren says, never mind. Yeah, that was, <laughs> well, yeah awesome. that, that was a pretty good moment. Nice. Uh, mine, mine was kind of simple, but it was just like, whenever, whenever O'Banner hit his fifth three or his fifth three pointer, and I was like, yeah. uh, he, these are just going to keep going in for him. Like, holy oh, yeah. shit. We never, we never have a guy hot at the three point line like that ever. And this was the night for that to come out. I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, and it feels like we never get the friendly bounce on a lot of our shots either. It's like no, other no. teams get the friendly bounce to make the bizarre shots, not us. So we were finally getting it. It was like everything's coming up t- today. <laughs> five for five from three point at that point. And I was like this. Uh, like, and it happened like so easily too was my deal with it. Like, like it, 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 the, the first three cool then 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 he had the two bouncing ones and i was like oh 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 shit okay good oh okay oh shit good i'm like okay well he's fucking five for five what the fuck okay um but no so looking uh looking forward on this a little bit here um there's a little bit of a note here about beard walking out uh what what do you got on this jackson oh i sorry i I forgot that we're all sharing this i I typed that up for me just to uh i was gonna say kind of for favorite moments like I mean, I just yeah. loved like the look on his face uh, when he walked out there. And again, you could tell like this was premeditated. He was like, "Oh, dude, I'm about to walk into the the madhouse, you know, like into the twilight zone in here." And uh, he did, man. And it's it's I, I just can't imagine the jitters and the nerves with the players, with the coaches, oh, yeah. with how electric that was. And um, yeah, that was I was going to ask you guys that were there, kind of if there was anything in that moment or even throughout the game, if there were things that us watching at home wouldn't have seen that like Chris Beard had interactions or if there was any kind of anything around Chris Beard that would have been just kind of an interesting, you know, uh, or interesting happen or instance in the game. So on that walkout, he even, he tried to do a little sly thing here. He tried to time it to when our team was running out. So, you know, everybody's cheering for us. Go Raiders. And he tried to time it out and sneak in there, and the students caught it so fast. And those cheers for our guys turned to booze so yeah. fast. But uh, he, he also walked into a guy. I, I keep noticing this, and again, I'm like, I've been really breaking it down. But <laughs> he, he seems like he's in such a like fog or like tunnel vision that he literally just like I don't know if it was really? a cameraman or a somebody, but he just like shoulders him and is like. <laughs> you know, it keeps going. I'm like, dude, that guy doesn't know where he is, yeah. what's happening right now. Like, so I did notice, guy. and I think Brooks pointed it out or somebody we were sitting with, but, you know, when shoot-arounds going on with like five minutes before, coaches usually say, what's up? Adams did not care to talk to him and shake his hand. <laughs> I, Beard I, came yeah. all the way over and shook it, and Adams made sure that it was a very quick interaction. <laughs> I feel like deep down, there's <laughs> something okay. there, man. Like, yeah. Adams will never admit it, but I just feel like deep down, I mean, he says they're friends and stuff. I, I don't know. I'm just not buying it, man. I feel like deep down, there's some there's some animosity. Or maybe not animosity. Yeah. There's, a, there's something there, man, that just doesn't yes. sit right. There has to be. And, yet, like you said, Coach Adams is too good of a dude to probably to say anything it, yeah. or throw him under the bus. But, you know, there's people tweeting out that, you know, Beard told him to get on the fucking plane. Tech's not going to hire you. Oh, yeah. Like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. 
for him to be at this point now and the guy that you're supposed to be in your like in your corner is saying all this shit to you like that's gotta that's gotta hurt you so yeah there was a little animosity there you know daryl Dora went over and hugged him and you know you could see some of the interactions uh, after the game you know clarence and agbo Agbo and some of the guys who had played for him you know little hugs but I don't really think there's any other moments that are really, really stood out to me other than kind of before the game of him just looking really awkward out there and just yeah. like his hands in his pockets, like he didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So I'm just going <laughs> to stand here. And that's probably the main thing I, I could take away from, from beard. But as for like the game, <laughs> like we've said many times, it was just super engaged and, you know, shout out to the students and everybody for, for not crossing the line. You know, we, had a little bit of nerves of that and, and everybody was just super well behaved throughout. There was a couple of chants here and there, but you know, nothing super out of line. It was just a great atmosphere. Everybody was great. Everybody was engaged. Every shot felt like we just won the game. It was awesome. Just can't, so, can't get over how amazing it was. So touching on some, some great atmospheres here, right? Um, <clears throat> Memphis trail house. How, how was, how was the, uh, Memorial, sorry, Memorial trail house, ice house. God, I can't get the whole thing right. Memorial trail <laughs> ice house. I, I don't know why I'm like jumbling that around so much. Um, that's y'all spot, man. That's y'all spot. That's one of y'all's biggest sponsors. I met the owner that one time whenever we were with y'all. Good dude. Good guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a, he was a good sport, man. He's a longhorn and he showed up oh. in, his, in his longhorn gear and he was just, he was like, Holy hell. He's like, y'all brought a huge crowd. Yeah. Like, He's like, I love it, man. Like, F it. Bring all the Red Raiders you can, dude. He's like, money in the door, man. Right. Let's do it. Um, Good for business. Yeah. How, how to, so, so how to go over there, though? I mean, I, I kind of watched some of the Instagram feed and live feed and all that. Um, what, yeah. was the, what was the vibe over there? Saw some old friends. It, it was awesome, man. And, and next time, because uh, you're you're over in Houston, aren't you, right? About an hour south. So it, it's a little hour bit south, of a drive right. to get up there. And uh, so not always the safest thing if I'm going to get hammered at one of these basketball game meetings. Hey man, I, I I got a guest room over. Uh, uh, my fiance and I live pretty close to, to Memorial Trail. I got a guest room wide open for you, man. Next You've time we yourself. There you go. You yeah, I had a couch last night. <laughs> Next time you'll have to make him pay off all of his like twenty four shot bets that he owes. Fuck oh, yeah, I'm behind. And then I, put him to bed. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh god, I love it, man. We'll we'll, we'll do some self inflicted shot bets. Oh, yeah. um, next for the for the next watch party, but no, man, it's. I, I just to shout out Memorial Trail. They've been a great um, host for us for for these events. They've they've really done well. And it's funny because initially, I think they kind of thought that we were sort of full of it. You know, we were like, hey man, we got like uh, all these people who are RSVP into this tailgate. Like it's going to be a good showing. So like, make sure you're fully staffed and like y'all are ready <laughs> and you got beer and everything going because there's going to be you know a lot of people and they were like, okay, yeah man, I'm sure it'll be good and. And then the first event was like uh, uh, the tailgate. I mean, they were like, "Dude, y'all can come back and host Texas Tech stuff here whenever you yes. want." And I feel like each time somehow we've we've it's gotten even bigger. And we actually partnered with the, uh, with the uh, Houston alumni, Texas Tech alumni association. Yeah, saw that on this last one, man. And um, again, if y'all are ever in the Houston area for one of these, like it was incredible. I, I mean, obviously, you know, everybody wanted to be at that game, right? But, man, I mean, I, I felt like I was back in college at one point. I mean, at the end of the game, we're getting an F, uh, F Chris Beard, F UT yeah. chant with, like, all these adults around. I mean, I was laughing this morning because I went back and looked at our Instagram <laughs> story, and I was like, oh, we went full full F-bombs on the 
on the Insta last night. I was like, uh, you know, the, the moms aren't going to be too happy. All my aunts and, you know, shit that follow the podcast. I was like, right. <laughs> I was like they're going to be uh, not, not too happy about that. But I think it speaks to, I mean, it's just Red Raiders, man. I mean, we're, yeah. we're passionate. We're good people. We're good-hearted people. We're down to earth. I mean, hell, there were UT people there last night that everybody was cordial with. And when they make a good play, it was kind of like, you know, not a respect. Like, it wasn't. You know, I, they they want to paint us out to be like we're gonna like like we're murdering people and right, yeah, we're like criminals. It's like okay, we're passionate. I know y'all wouldn't understand that because your fan base is one of the most apathetic there is in you know all the all of college sports. But um, man, I mean, it was amazing, dude. We had Raider powers going. Uh, I would say there was easily you know probably close to to two maybe one fifty to two hundred people that came nice. out there. And awesome. uh, we loved it, man. So for our Houston Red Raiders, um, I think we're going to try to do some more for uh, March Madness. Whenever the tourney starts, we're probably going to do every game. We're going to host one there. Sweet. And uh, we just want people to come through, man. It was it was a great environment. I'll be up there for that now. Fuck. Dude. For, oh, yeah. Come on. Come on with it. Um, no, awesome show. And, again, uh, saw some familiar faces there. Worked at Jimmy's for a little bit. So I saw Evan out there. Saw a couple of uh, yeah. a couple other It's dudes. funny. It's funny how you like run into all these people that like know someone you knew at Tech, or it's such yeah. a it's a small world, man. It's it's odd because it's it's a university of what I think uh, sixty thousand enrolled each semester, and That's still and still you run into people left and right whenever you're at these little events like this. Um, yeah. So back to the game a little bit here, right? Um, let let let's kind of take, uh, I guess we'll, we'll give each y'all a little bit of a segment here. What, what, do you, who do you think really stood out as far as, as far as like a kind of best player award kind of thing, if you want, if you will. It was a Kevin O'Banner game. Finally. Yeah. We've been waiting on him to make like more than one three in a game. And when you're a career 40 some percent, three point shooter, and you've been shooting 30% all year. You know that trend's gonna start to tip the other way at some point, mm -hmm. and he was hitting everything. He was, he had a heat check three at one point that he drained and made the place go nuts again, and then the two, yeah, <laughs> bouncing ones like that second <laughs> one that hit the back and then oh, just walked in. You're like, that you knew what that that was one of those moments. You know, watching a game when your team gets that bucket, like, yeah, yeah we're not losing this. Yeah, it's, it's just in our favor. It's in the wind for us. Like. But yeah, it was by far his game, and the fact that like over the course of these last two, three months, when he hasn't really been hitting his shot, and I bet Adams probably challenged him like, "Hey, if you're not hitting the shot, you better be doing all this other stuff to stay on the floor." And he's one of our best rebounders. Mm -hmm. He finished around the rim really well, and so now if he can put that three point shot in there like he did last night, he's a dangerous, dangerous player for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, that one that hit the back iron, I, I swear it, it defied the laws of nature. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never just, like, seen stopped. a three like that. Yeah, it just stopped. It just fell in. I'm like, what? No bounce at all. It was weird. Nope. Um, Brooks. Yeah. What was your What was your player that stood out to you? Uh, I mean, a banner game for sure, but. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I feel like almost everybody contributed in in certain ways but yeah. i'll go with the guy who probably had uh the most hatred in his heart for the other side and that's kevin mcculler man uh we've heard some things that maybe his and beard's relationship not very great last year and i think he was extra motivated uh last night to get that dub and he 
you know, he had had a couple rough games there offensively. You know, when you think back to Kansas, even Mississippi State, he only had two points. So he comes out, has 19 points. He keeps getting Texas guys to draw fouls on him. He was living at the free throw line. Has that huge three that we talked about earlier. And then, of course, ended the half with that nice drive and layup. So ultimately, like his offensive game was clicking. And you know what you're getting from him every single night defensively. Like you're getting one of the best defenders in all of college basketball. And so when he gets both sides working, he he's an amazing player, and he had that going last night. So I obviously have to shout him out. I mean, big time, um, Jackson. Uh, same question, man. I mean, uh, any anything else you want to kind of add to that discussion? Yeah, I'll just say, uh, you know, I don't want to go with the kind of the every. I mean, he could he's up in the discussion for every game, Bryson Williams. I yeah. mean, guy had a, he had a quiet sixteen. He's just. Dude, uh, what what he's been able to do, and I think Adams touched on it. They're like, man, we almost take him for granted now because he just yeah. every game he has he has a significant game, but it's so regular now that it's just kind of like, oh yeah, he had sixteen, it's whatever. Like, yeah, um, I had I'm, to. I thought he only yeah. had like eight or something, and I go and look, and he's sixteen points. It's like, damn, very efficient. <laughs> Seven for eleven, two or two from the three yeah. point. He, oh, he's he, he's uh, during conference play. I mean, he's got to be in the discussion for for. Uh, you know, top player in, in the conference and um, blanking on like first team and everything like that. I mean, he's kicking ass, but uh, I'm going to go with a guy who I think really brought some energy might've also had a little bit of, you know, extra motivation. And um, that, uh, Oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Um, VCU. Silva. 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 God, I'm like sitting there like imagining like, what, why am I? Marcus Santos uh, Silva. Yeah, MSS, man. I mean, I was super impressed. Wow, I cannot believe that that, that just goes to show like what these last 72 hours <laughs> right, yeah. have been like. It's all man, blurred. Yeah, it's all blurred. Just brains not even working more. But no, Marcos Santos Silva um really kind of got us going in this game. I mean, he had like two tip ins. One of them, I saw a, a picture, a highlight where it's literally him and four UT dudes around him. And he somehow snakes in there and like tips it in um, for what he brings to the table. I, I thought he played excellent defense. He, he had those tip mm-hmm. ins. He was kind of that um, high energy player. I mean, he came in there and was, was really brought energy and was able to shift momentum at times and kind of gave you that spark when guys were missing bunnies, missing layups. He was still around the rim, getting rebounds, yeah. being active, getting tip ins and, I think I think MSS just had a, a, a he, he's had a lot of good games recently. I mean, we have oh yeah one of the best um, uh, best front courts in the in the country right now, mm-hmm. man. With him and Bryson and, and Bacho and O'Banner, these dudes are night in and night out giving you a lot of good minutes. But uh, I was impressed, yeah. and I think uh, him and Kevin McCuller. I mean, I've heard the rumors with McCuller that he was maybe even transferring mm-hmm. out beard. if Beard if Beard stayed and and. It's just these funny things you don't pick up on as a fan sometimes. But, uh, yeah, MSS, man, I thought he, he gave us some some really good minutes and some valuable minutes early in this one. Yeah, I wanted to shout out another guy you kind of wrote down there, Malik Wilson. I thought, yeah. you yeah. know, he's a guy I think we weren't necessarily sure of. It kind of took him a little bit to figure out his role. And then, of course, he got hurt, and so he hasn't been healthy. And I think he's back to that full health, and his defensive – uh, presence has been impressive to me. He, he has about three or four times a game where he strips somebody clean or causes them to turn the ball over. Like he's just so good defensively. And then kind of whatever you get from him offensively, like you'll take it. But I, I thought 
since he's gotten back to full health, he's been a big contributor for us these last few games. And so that's just another guy on your bench that you have. Uh, it's, it's just crazy how deep this team is and how every single guy gives you something. You don't lose shit when you take a guy out. Like it's, nope. it's just consistency with every single guy. It's crazy. He's got amazing vision on defense too. Man. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he makes reads on steals where like the dude hasn't even yeah. on the other team, hasn't even put the ball on like, you know, down yet to dribble. And it's, he's already making a move mm-hmm. to where he thinks he's going to go. And I, I dude, I couldn't agree with you more. Actually. I, I wrote him down because his defense, him and Warren both, I'll say, I am always yes. so impressed. Love with them. Their on ball and off ball defense. Mm-hmm. Their hands are quick. They get steals. They're scrappy. And, uh, I mean, like you said, night in and night out, this team's so deep. You go to any of these guys on the bench, and you're, you're going to get great play. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You hit it the nail on the head with those two guys. I, I bet there's like 10 times a game where they either cause somebody to, you know, fumble or dribble because of their active hands or turn the ball over or throw a bad pass. They're just – they're, they're pretty incredible. And they're guys that you thought we were getting offense from, not really defense from, especially Davion. Yeah. He was supposed yeah. to be the scorer, and he's one of your best defenders. Just, yeah. <laughs> True. Um, So kind of talking about the sub-ins and sub-outs, uh, we, we do want to touch base on this a little bit here where, you know, we, 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 we gave Kevin McCullough his little entrance, but then, you know, Sniper T's been a little bit injured, a little bit hurting on the, on the back injury again. But he got his six minutes of play. Uh, I mean, any any any, uh, any thoughts about putting him in there to get his little two points to make sure that he had his his little day in the sun against uh, against his former team? Or against his yeah, former Jack, coach? Jackson. I'm curious what you thought about that because me and Dustin have talked about it already. Uh, yeah, so. I think it was a moment in which Adams uh, he wanted he wanted T.J. Shannon to play in this game as you know, uh, and I think. They had it uh, somewhat comfortable, if I'm remembering this correctly, maybe not super comfortable, but at arm's length away. And then he didn't he yeah. have like four points, right? Or he two. got in there and scored a layup? Or Yeah, he had a nice layup. He had a 10-point nice lead when he got in. It was two. Okay, 10-point lead. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He So he had that layup. But uh, I think it was kind of Adams just <clears> knowing <throat> T.J. Shannon's history with Beard, T.J. Yeah. Shannon's history with, with you know, this the, the previous teams. Him and McCullough's decision to come back to Texas Tech despite Beard leaving the program. And uh, I think it was a nod, kind of a nod to, uh, from Adams to, to TJ Shannon saying, hey, we're not going to, you know, you're not 100%, so we're not going to risk in, uh, furthering your injury or, hell, you know, you might not even be able to give us your best minutes right now because you're banged up, but I want you to experience this and play in this game because, as we alluded to earlier, I, I don't think there will, there will ever be – I mean, shit, I'll even go as far to say football, baseball. Um, I don't know, again – historically and, and culturally, if there will ever be a moment like that yeah. in, in Texas Tech sports, you know, moving forward for Texas Tech athletics. So um, what what y'all think about it coming in? Yeah, I didn't mind it because we had a pretty nice lead there. Um, at first, I didn't really get it, but, you know, you know um, especially if he's hurt, like, do you want to get him more hurt in this game? Like, it is a physical game, and – um, do you want to put him in there just for something to happen that's going to keep him out? But ultimately, I get it. At the end of the day, he wanted to give him some minutes, give him a chance to play in front of this crazy crowd, and and ultimately, it didn't do anything to hurt you. And you know, he played solid. He had a couple turnovers, but um, it is important to get him back and get him healthy and back to the TJ that helps his team win. So I get that nod. It was cool to see. Um, very cool to see. No, and, and 
He earned. He earned it. He earned that little time in that. He in, almost in that had that big jam at the end too. Mm. Oh, oh my god, I forgot about Fucking that. Avery I, made the bitch ass European foul breakaway foul. Oh, dude. I think he knew that the, the roof was going to come off and come oh, down if, if, if he didn't stop him. Because oh. I think if he hammered that, uh, yeah, it would have been. So they were flashing the decibel thing. Me. Yeah, it would have been like 30 or something. Like that yeah, that would have been our moment. <laughs> yeah. Back to Beard real quick and like Avery knowing like, you know, that would have erupted the place. At the beginning of the game, that first five minutes when we're kind of dominating him, you can tell they're like little shook and off their game. Beard did not want to call a timeout and stop the game because he knew we would play something to uh-huh. get the game yeah. more going. You could tell he's like, nope, nope, I'm not <laughs> stopping this game for y'all. We'll take it. He's like, we'll just take it. <laughs> oh, man. So, to kind of wrap this uh, UT UT game up, uh, now that that's kind of in the rear view mirror, rear view mirror blah, blah, blah. Um. Jackson, I mean, what, what, what are your, what are your expectations going forward? We're, we're kind of, we're wrapping up the Big Twelve play. We're, we're starting to kind of look forward to the tournament. Um, what, what are your expectations out of this Texas Tech team? Yeah, I, you know, this morning I, I was kind of reflecting just on the game and, and on really this, this what's, you know, ensued at, right after the Mississippi State game with the, the hectic, you know, there's 72 hours or whatever it was before this game and. and I, this again, like I was saying this morning, it was kind of like, look, we got our revenge, we got our redemption, the story arc. You know, we got to go play at UT, but yada yada. Like I said, they can never take that away. Chris Beard coming back to Lubbock, we you know whooped their ass. Now that that's, I feel like that that, that weight's kind of been lifted off our shoulders. I, it said it said in that like this team is really good, man. They are. They're deep. They play defense at a level. I can't believe I'm saying this. From the 2019 team, I think this is the best defensive team we've ever like we've had recently, man. I mean, which says a lot. And I don't know. I mean, we don't really have the shooting that we had uh, on that 19 team with Moretti and Mooney at times. But but this team is poised to make a run. And there's not really anybody out there that's just your dominant like a Baylor last year or a Gonzaga last year that was. I mean, I I'd say Baylor really was was almost just untouched. I mean, really untouchable. Yeah. You don't have that this year. It's it's pretty open. I mean, you can look at Gonzaga. Uh, I mean, Auburn is is pretty damn good. They're going to be a tough out for anybody. But I think there's about eight teams, and Tech's one of them. Maybe nine, maybe ten, but really about eight teams that that can play for a national championship. That are going to be Final Four caliber teams. Um, and so. You look at that 2019 team when they started peaking, like when they kind of started hitting their stride, and it's we're getting into that territory. And we saw yeah. it against Mississippi State. We saw it against, uh, well, hell, against Kansas. I mean, we should have won that game too. Mm-hmm. We get uh, a few rolls and, and a little more production from some guys here and there. I think this team's gelling. They're finding their root, their their voice. They're finding their kind of groove at the right time. Um, obviously, we still got what nine big uh, nine conference games I think ahead of us. So you don't want to. Uh, you know, we're still maybe working a few things out here this week, uh, going at West Virginia. Um, who do we have? Uh, it's, is it TCU? Anyways, like somebody. So, you know, these next two weeks are going to be very telling. If we can continue to produce at a high level like we have against Mississippi State and Kansas, and this team continues to gel and get better going into this sort of final stretch before postseason, uh, Watch out, man. My expectations are really high. I think this team is, uh, uh, you know, going to the Final Four. You got to have some 
kind of some breaks and some some things go your way a lot of the time. But uh, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, absolutely. And I, I would consider it a, a pretty big disappointment if it wasn't at least a Sweet 16, Elite Eight type year. And, and yep. they're capable of, of making it to the Final Four. So really pumped, really excited. It's kind of funny, again, like you put UT and Chris Beard behind in our rearview mirror now. Uh, it, it's behind us. Like, you know, uh, it's funny, like UT – I mean, I'm, uh, they, they think it's our national championship. Like, we're yeah. super worried about them. No, it was about a narrative. It was about Chris Beard coming back. Here's the thing. Like, we are – we're actually playing for something. We're playing for a Big 12 title. We're playing to go deep in the tournament. I know they wouldn't understand that. But, um, I mean, our season, we still have a lot ahead of us. And, and Tech fans, I think, can put this behind them and really get behind this team moving down the stretch. Which is kind of what, what you need to see happen. Um, yeah. Hey, have you seen no, – go, go. Jackson, have you seen – the Texas upcoming Big 12 schedule. Oh, dude, they, they haven't. I mean, besides like, the this was their half. first one, that's murderer's row, man. They oh, got to play yeah. Baylor twice. They got to play uh, Kansas twice. They still have to play us once. That's, and yeah. they got to play Iowa State at home. I mean, hell, there's a chance that uh, Iowa State's the nine remaining games. Team they played in the first half of this Big 12 schedule. And they yeah. lost to them, and they're not even good. And so now, yeah, they got to go on a brutal stretch to end the season here. I mean, there's there's a real chance that these <laughs> last nine games they have, they might only win two or three of them. Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's a very real possibility that they finish. Yep. On, on the bubble, if not nit. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would really just be hilarious. <laughs> I really hope. Um. So I mean. Any, any kind of other expectations you, you guys want to put out there? Dustin, Brooks, anything? I mean, I think Jackson pretty much – I totally agree with kind of yeah. that on the you head. Should be a, you should be a second weekend type team. And yeah. I mean, from there it all depends on, you know, matchups, injuries, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. and who's hot, whatever. So, yeah. hopefully that works out for us like it did a few years ago. Um, but yeah, we should be playing that second weekend Maybe even the third. Yeah, I co-sign all of that. I think our expectations have definitely been raised since the start. I think, you know, the way this team's playing, the maturity of this team, the depth of this team, it's only like Final Four caliber type of team. So um, I agree with all of that. You know, now can you just handle the business against, you know, the teams that you're supposed to beat, like these West Virginia teams, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, can you, you know, get the job done? Uh, on the road because teams are going to be gunning for you. You know, you got a target on your back when you're at the top. And yeah. so, uh, you know, can we go on the road and win these games? That's that's kind of what my hope is. I, I think we can. I think we're more than capable of it. And so that's kind of what I'm watching for. It starts Saturday at West Virginia. Yeah. Hell, TCU is looking good now. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it, it's the unfortunate thing is that, you know, we're – it's just no easy nights in the Big 12, man. Really. Yeah. Um. But speaking on that West Virginia game, let's go ahead and kind of touch base on that real quick because this is probably one of the biggest emotional highs that, that anybody any of us are ever going to have watching Texas Tech basketball. Like, probably Texas Tech sports outside of, like, winning a nat- national championship in another sport. Like, this is probably one of those biggest emotional highs we're ever going to get. And so coming off of that, we got to go into Morgantown. And... West Virginia kind of tends to give us a little bit of trouble here and there. Um, what are your, what 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 are your thoughts coming up up to uh, coming up going into that game, uh, Brooks? Anything in particular you're thinking? 
Yeah, like I said, just handle business. You know, they this is a team that plays you well. They're you know, they're desperate for a conference win right yeah. now. They they they've had a tough stretch and so they're gonna be gunning for you. They've got, you know, bucket getters and Taz Sherman and, and Sean McNeil who've gone off on you in the past. So it's just gonna take another good solid performance from you. And I think the best thing that we have is Coach Adams and that that just calm demeanor that he has. You, you, you know, you're going to enjoy that win last night, but I guarantee today that win is past them and they're moving on, on to West Virginia, you know. And so I, I trust Coach Adams. I trust this team and I trust their maturity to, you know, enjoy that win, come out and, and play a tough game on the road and ultimately, you know, keep these, keep these wins coming in. Yeah, uh, Dustin, anything to add there? Yeah, Everett's nailed it. Just keep it going. Yeah, I think this is a game like, yeah, if you had the previous coach and, you know, that hype environment, maybe you do have a letdown because, you know, that emotional roller coaster that he rides. But this coach is very level-headed, back to business. Like, let's figure it out. Like, he's probably like, hey, we only shot 70% on free throws, which yeah. is for us, actually. But yeah, yeah he'll always find things to pick and work on and, make guys better so that's what i like about him the the level-headedness of him will so, pay off uh jackson what 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 do you think will be the keys to to winning this game to making sure that we continue to keep the ball rolling to 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 make sure that we stay ahead of this you know one thing uh you know besides just bringing the energy one thing i think uh mark adams actually touched on in his presser that i liked was this is a mature team these are yeah. these are older i mean we have a lot of transfers a lot of veteran players who uh, they don't let the moment get too big for him. I thought he brought up a really good point about how stressed out he was and how stressed the, the amount of pressure that was on this team <laughs> around this UT game. He was like, man, if we had a younger team, I don't know if they would have been able to really handle that pressure. But these older guys, they know their routines. They know what to do. It's, it's business as usual. They come in with the same maturity, same mindset, same demeanor. And so, to y'all's point, I mean, you just got to keep keep doing what you're doing, you know. But West Virginia is kind of a streaky team to me. They're uh, they're sometimes really scary, and other times they just don't look great. And and I'm not, I haven't watched them enough to really dissect why that is. But they do have bucket getters. I mean, Sherman lit us up in Lubbock. They're they're playing desperate, which is not something that that's kind of not a good recipe. But um, this Texas Tech team uh, again, I just have a feeling that we're we're kind of finding that rhythm. We're finding that stride. So show up, uh, continue to play your brand of defense, and you're going to be in the game no matter what, even if it's close. Um, have guys, have Banner, uh, O'Banner, um, have Bryson Williams continuing to shoot and have offensive uh, productivity as they do. And, and um, God, if, if we start making free throws, hell, I'm yeah. besides Auburn, I don't know if anyone can beat us if we're making free throws, man. I mean, that, yep. that would be a totally different story. But, uh, yeah, I mean, do the little – I think on the road, you, you got to execute the little – don't turn it over a lot. Make your free throws. Give yourself the best opportunity to win. And really, this team, despite how close it is throughout the, the duration of the game, this team should be able to squeak it out at the end. And Te Texas Tech. <laughs> I hope Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, it's like this, this, good, this team. Good, good finish. Good finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Red Raiders. Now, um, well, that's going to kind of wrap up today's discussion. Uh, you know, can't thank you enough for coming out here, man. Uh, and, and taking some time to talk with us definitely always always a, a lot of love in between rambling and, and uh the tgt guys absolutely uh, dude no thank y'all for having me on man I, I always enjoy our conversations and um anytime man 
Oh yeah. And it's been fun. We'll have to uh, come crash the rambling <laughs> podcast at some point in the near future. Yeah. Talk some more hoops. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. We'll we'll line something up. Uh, maybe uh, before March Madness starts, we can get like yeah. a. A crossover going on. That'd be nice. Oh, hell yeah. Um, well, for everybody else out there, again, make sure you follow us. Spotify, iTunes. Make sure you give us the rating below. Always appreciate that. Uh, hit us up on social media accounts. Hit, hit up the, the YouTube channel. Uh, but uh, if you do want to find our personal takes, uh, at Dustin Wimmer 22 for Dustin, at Calvin B. Barrett for Brooks, at Blanco, where the L is a one for me, and at Ramblin Raiders, if you ever want to hear Jackson and his podcast and, and his his crew discuss a lot of the uh, same topics. Uh, but until next week, guys, uh, we'll catch y'all later. For those listening live, make sure you stick around for the tailgate. Peace. Later.